Radical, episode 202. Welcome to Radical, ladies and gents. I'm your host, Shane Hazel. Thank you all for being here. I uh, wanted to fill you guys in. I'm, I'm, I'm getting better. Uh, definitely uh, able to, uh, to, to, to move, to sit, uh, and, and been trying to do as much uh, responsible rehab as possible. And obviously, uh, you know, taking care of nutrition, making sure that I've got all sorts of uh, ibuprofen in my system to try to, you know, get the, 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 the swelling, obviously the inflammation, get get it out of your system. I, and I can't tell you guys like how much good health helps you, uh, rebound after, you know, maybe a, a really, really, you know, bad situation. So like, it's, it's one of those things that, um, good health pays off for a lot of reasons. Um, one of the, the main ones, obviously just living a, a better, more enjoyable life. Uh, the second, uh, obviously, is when you do have some problems, whether you're you're sick uh, or need to have a medical procedure or something like that. Like I, I definitely encourage you guys, like try to get as healthy as possible, especially coming into these crazy times. Like we're we're, we're kind of in a in a weird way here in um, in America and around the world. I know everything's kind of uh, up in the air, and there's a ton to talk about today. I mean, Jesus Christ, there's. Um, there's the white house basically telling us that, uh, they have cyber attacks coming. Um, we're going to talk about that a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on here in Georgia, uh, between the, the governor's, uh, candidates, Brian Kemp and Purdue and Stacey Abrams. I mean, good Lord. It is, it's really gotten very, um, interesting for me to sit back and watch because a lot of these people, um, are, taking a lot of our uh, points that are watering them down quite a bit but we're gonna I'm gonna share a lot of those with you guys uh, and then we've got um, we've got some crazy strange uh, death so uh, one of the things I want to talk about at the um, at the, the the national level I guess Hillary Clinton's caught covid uh, Bill Clinton's caught covid um, there are Jen uh, Seki has caught it and apparently got it again. Uh, it's just, it's, you know, all these people who have come down with COVID, um, you know, I kind of feel like they were probably in the same place talking about the same things. Um, how are we going to get everybody into, uh, Ukraine? How are we going to start another proxy war? How are we going to continue to, you know, smuggle arms and, uh, put in, you know, these fake dictator puppets and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, like, is it a conjecture? Yeah, for maybe a few months, right? Like that's kind of that's kind of the timeline as we're we're moving around these days. But um, first and foremost, uh, just wanted to to touch on this this one piece that I see, and you know, this is just one of you know, this is one of the things that I I often you know see, and I'll, I'll put it away. But like with conspiracy now, like I it, it it's not a conspiracy. You know, to to think that this government is not doing everything they can to weaken the American people. Absolutely. They're at war with us over the economy. They're killing our jobs. They are killing careers. They're killing small business. They're bailing out banks. They're bailing out large corporations. Um, they are at war with our health. Both, you know, your health uh, physically, which is... Uh, you know, obviously, like I said earlier, you know, health is pretty important. Uh, obesity is through the roof, uh, and the ability to get care has gone down because they've destroyed the 
the healthcare system, the insurance system here in America. And maybe that's, um, I don't know, let's see if I can find this real quick because, you know, one of the things that um, I saw today and, you know, this is just the way I am these days. Like I'm, I'm, I'm there's so, there's so much terrible stuff going on that when you, you start to see it, it's just like, oh, man, yeah, I guess they're all kind of overlapping, but um, it was, let's see, Barack Obama, and yeah, he's on my communist list. Uh, earlier today, he was talking about uh, going out and catching up with some people after uh, he had, I guess, passed the Affordable Care Act, and uh, it says it says this, the other day, I called up Donna Marie Steve. The uh, and Amy to hear how the Affordable Care Act changed their lives and thank them for the work they're doing on Protect Our Care uh, to protect it. So, I don't know. He says he'll help you watch this story. I, this is the first thing I'm going to talk about. When government came in to the healthcare system, which you know was actually the insurance system back in, I think, the early 1950s, but... Um, when when they start to pervert signals inside of healthcare, whether it's insurance, whether it's you know uh, pharmaceutical companies, whether it's uh, hospitals themselves, right? Like this is this is a big deal. Uh, and you know, for me personally, I remember when they passed the Affordable Care Act. Remember the if you love your doctor, you can keep your doctor bullshit. Like that was. Uh, that was a real thing. Like he went around saying, "If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor," and it was just fiction. It was bullshit. Didn't you didn't get to keep your doctor? I lost my doctor. I even like my mom, being a dental hygienist who I've obviously gone to since I've had teeth. Um, I wasn't. I, I I lost going to my mom because my health care you know, change so much, so drastically because of the Affordable Care Act that that, uh, that you know, practice was no longer covered. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, you know, I've got a family of five, I'm going to come out of pocket now just to go see my mom. And so, I mean, threw a, threw a wrench into everything there, um, you know, and, and since then, you know, premiums have gone through the friggin' roof. I mean, absolutely through the roof. I mean, I, th- I think we started... Uh, with the same plan the next year, and there was a, like a $9,000 difference. Yeah, $9,000 for a family of five that's really, really healthy. Uh, so, you know, I had to make, you know, concessions there. Like, instead of going with, you know, the Cadillac plan, it is, you know, you're just going to pay the deductible, and it's going to be much higher deductibles and, you know, try to cut down on the, the monthly payment kind of deal, right? Like, and I know a lot of you guys did too. Like, this is, this is, you know, where they're invading. Like, they've invaded every part of our lives. They've been, they've gone and crushed the economy by printing, you know, their $8 trillion, both the Trump administration while the Republicans were in control, um, and now the Biden administration, right? Like, and they know that they have to do it or else the economy will absolutely fall apart now instead of, I don't know, next time they come across the, the this I guess, the, the spending ceiling and cap and, and debt and deficit. Like, we're, we're at the point now like where our uh, deficit spending every year is outrunning our GDP by quite a bit. 
like to the point where it's not even serviceable uh, anymore. Like we can't service the interest on our debt anymore. And uh, that's, that's obviously, that's like the, the, the nail in the coffin for an economy, for a currency. It is done. Like absolutely done. So they've destroyed health. They've destroyed economy. Uh, they've, you know, gone after anything and everything in terms of, you know, the, the people that uh, would push back, you know, and the whole Hunter Biden. I mean, they, they've, they've destroyed the information system. Like that's, the, I guess, the bigger picture is, you know, when they when you look at, quote unquote, news, it's it's gone. It's it's absolutely it's, you know, they're the enemy of the people. Absolute 100%. They are complicit in democide, in genocide of hundreds of thousands of people in the past two years alone. And, you know, the people that were sitting there saying, yeah, you know, if it saves just one life are the same fucking people that are like, yeah, we need to, you know, go over and start a hot war with Russia. Like, what the fuck? Are you guys smoking? I think the beautiful thing is most most everybody has has figured this out. Um, with that being said, we are at war. We are at we have been at war for quite some time. Um, it's you know I think it's been you know a death of a thousand cuts kind of war, uh, but now it is no kidding like it's getting hot and it's getting personal and it is, it's, it's just getting to a point where I think uh, a lot of people are seeing this bullshit. I mean, uh, let's, let's, let's start with this first though, because I think this is um, worth hearing. This is the white house saying that uh, they're exploring options for potential cyber attacks on critical infrastructure in the United States. Have a listen to this urging private sector partners to take immediate action to shore up their defenses against potential cyber attacks. We've previously warned about the potential for Russia to conduct cyber attacks against the United States, including as a, re as a response to the unprecedented economic costs that the U.S. and allies and partners impose in response to Russia's further invasion of Ukraine. Yeah, so let, let, I'm going to pause her here. So we have obviously just gone out of our way to uh, sanction Russia and, and, and really crush their their currency, crush their economy. Uh, and and what, what is the economy? The economy is just a, an amalgamation of every, you know, every dude's, every woman's jobs in Russia. You know, just the regular people, man, just the regular people that want to live their lives and be left the fuck alone yeah we we've we've crushed them we have the the sanctions we've we have had absolutely crushed them and now the white house wants to come out and say hey uh because we're doing this we're looking at critical infrastructure attacks you know through hacking and they want the private sector to obviously help them out this is a foreshadowing ladies and gents this is this is the white house broadcasting to those out there who are, you know, I guess, uh, you know, the fascist corporations, the the banks, the administration in general, the bureaucrats, you know, that do really slimy shit to really peaceful people around the world, you're looking at 
the kind of like the I think the go sign for something to happen here in the United States. Like this is this is I think how a lot of this stuff kind of works. I think this is how they push out signals to different places to say, okay, let's go ahead and do that. So whether it's going to be attack on the power grids, and, and let's talk about this for a second too, because I think it's important. There's a really cool book out there. Uh, I read it a long time ago. It's called One Second After, uh, and it is about a uh, EMP that's exploded over North America somewhere. Obviously, it absolutely sends us back to the Stone Age. And the 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 idea, you know, that this was all war-gamed and, you know, talked about for, and I think it probably still is, but it it obviously destroys life in this country as we as we know it. Like it's done. There is everything from, uh, you know, spoiler alert. Uh, go read the book. Uh, it'll paranoid you to the point where if you're not already pre- preparing for uh, hard times for the society breakdown, maybe maybe read that book. It'll it'll push you in the right direction. So. Uh, one second after details the life of a family in the western part of North Carolina, kind of I think Asheville Boone type of area, um, a little way from you know uh, the Asheville area. But at any rate, you know the the the, the first things that happen obviously um, people are trying to figure out what happened. Um, power's not coming back on. There are people that are stranded all over the place because everything stops working. Your cars aren't going to work. You know, unless you've got a pre like nineteen seventy seven car that runs on you know basically zero electronics that you know like a, a circuit board, anything with a circuit board, fried. See you later. Done. This uh, these people are stranded all over the place, and then you start looking at the supply chain breakdown. Supply chain breakdown is one of those things that is going to start to kill people. And one of the things that it does is it also shows who depends on medicine for survival, right? Like this is, this is a real, real thing. You, if you depend on medicine for survival, man, I hope you got some extra. I hope you're stocking up. I hope you're putting some away for a rainy day because, man, this is, this is a sad reality. If the grid goes down, you're, you're looking at death. Sure as hell. And it is a a dark, dark thing to take a look at. It's a dark thing to prepare for. Because and here's the thing is government government stops people from stocking up on life saving medication because they don't want people to quote unquote hoard it. So here's the thing is if there's a market demand for stocking up on life saving medication for people who need it, don't you think that's one of those things that the government shouldn't be able to control. People should be able to stock up on things, especially life-saving medication. One of the next things that happens, obviously, is now that you know money is kind of a, a weird thing and you, know, you don't have to pay bills and debtors are really not coming around um, to, to collect debt, um, people stop going to work. They stop going to jobs. And obviously in supply chain that presents problems. However, where it really, really presents problems is in places like, um, you know, hospitals and, you know, retirement centers, old folks homes, things like that. A lot of people don't think about these things. And I really hadn't thought about those things um, when I was, you know, 
when I was younger, I, I hadn't thought about, you know, what's going to happen to people who depend on other people for life? You know, what if they stop showing up to work? What if they can't get to work? Supply chain breakdown, you can't get medicine. You know, a lot of old people take it. And this is a very real thing. Like this is death. And it is a horrible death for a lot of people. So maybe think about this in terms of, you know, life planning with, you know, your your parents, your grandparents, whoever it is that, you know, might need to be taken care of because let's face it, an old folks home or a hospital or hospice or something like that. I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, depending on time hospice, but at any rate, you get my point. This is, this is a real fucking deal. So then you had die off. And then obviously now people are going, you know, scrapping and scrounging and, and pillaging and doing things uh, to try to, you know, obviously collect resources, food, light, energy, whatever it is, uh, so that they can survive without power. You know, life has changed. Um, things change in terms of consumption for entertainment, books, you know, whatever you got on your on your iPad, on your iPhone, and that stuff's gone. Forget it. I hope you got some hard copies of some good, good books. Hope you're building a little library, things like that. But when, you know, scarce uh, resources are scarce and there's so much population, and really, you know, let's face it, uh, government's broken down, right? Like when we've watched over the past couple of years, when it really came down to it and government was supposed to be there to protect uh, businesses and people and things like that, they kind of bitched out, didn't they? They really, they, they kind of fell on their fucking face and didn't do shit. They just let people burn shit and they let people destroy businesses. They let people destroy property. People got killed. I mean, we're talking, I think there was like over 30 plus deaths from that, you know, from, from the breakdown alone after, um, you know, Minnesota started burning uh, over Floyd, right? Like that was, that's a big deal. The same thing's going to happen if the grid goes down, right? Like government's not coming to save you. They don't have vehicles. Um, you know, they weren't prepared. They're not ready for, you know, a grid down type situation. They're not. It's, it's all, it's all theater. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's all bullshit so that they can live off of you and me and take your money by force and coercion and, and really provide nothing for it. Back to the, I mean, back to this though. And and here's what happens is larger, very, very violent groups will get together and they will start to move as groups consuming what other people have created. And, and, you know, obviously in this story, uh, there were people who lived far enough outside of town who had some know-how, right? Like, yeah, you're a homesteader. Great. Um, you've got maybe a small farm, maybe you got some cattle, maybe you got, maybe you got some, maybe you're doing all right. Maybe you're even doing better. You're thriving in this situation. Well, here comes a mob and times have gotten tough. Like we're, we're years down the road now, right? A couple of years. Cause let's face it, you know, if we have a, if we have a, a moment like that where we lose the grid, 
where it's not going to be rebuildable, where every electronic that you absolutely have, unless it's in a Faraday cage, is gone. You know, you're not looking at putting life together the same way it was before. Not, not in this lifetime. Now you're talking about people moving around, consuming through force and coercion, and then possibly even cannibalism. It's not a stretch. Like, I'm not sitting here saying, you know, we're about to all turn into cannibalists here in, in the United States. What I'm saying is the White House is sitting here telling us that there is a really good potential for some cyber attacks that could take down what I'm going to guess is the grid. The other couple things that, you know, if, if we're looking, like bang for your buck, ROI, the grid is it. There's three grids in the United States. There is the eastern, like east of the Mississippi. There is the western, which is west of the Mississippi. And then there's Texas. And all three of them are archaic. You know, that's the thing is all three of our grids in America are archaic. And if you had a situation where all three of these things went down now, which that's my guess, you got a really, really terrible situation. Um, now, let's just say, obviously, not an EMP, but let's just say the grid's down. What are you doing for communication? This is something that's crossed my mind um, quite a few times. You know, radios are great, but... One of the one of the best things you could have is a CB radio, and I know it's kind of old school and all that kind of stuff. But really, um, they're I think about 150 bucks on Amazon right now. Uh, definitely go look at it. Think about it. If you've got gas in your car and you've got a battery, you can run that CB and kind of you know talk to people at least in your area, possibly. Uh, maybe get some updates. It still move around all that kind of stuff. Like it, it's. You know, having not only, you know, the, uh, you know, the everyday necessities, food, water, shelter, uh, those kind of things, but having the ability to communicate with other people without using a lot of energy is going to be a really big deal. And so if the grid is down and you got DC power and you got a CB radio, then you've got communication at least. Just, just some things to think about. But she goes on, I'm going to let it play a little bit. Today, we are reiterating those warnings, and we're doing so based on evolving threat intelligence that the Russian government is exploring options for potential cyber attacks on critical infrastructure in the United States. Urging All right, so critical infrastructure. Here's the other thing that is critical in the United States right now. Critical in the United States right now is obviously energy. Right? Like when we talk about crude uh, production and refinement, there's not a whole lot of those things in the United States. Like we've got pipelines everywhere, but you know, the administration has gone to war uh, and said they will eliminate fossil fuel usage uh, in their administration, right? It's, it's true. So, you know, I think it was last year, maybe a couple of years ago uh, during COVID where we had multiple, uh, I don't know if it was attacks, malfunctions, whatever it was. They didn't come out and really talk about it a lot. They just said a pipeline uh, that runs through Alabama and Mississippi was damaged and we had gas shortages, right? We had, we, we, we couldn't find gas down here. Places were out of gas. Uh, and you know, obviously 
that doesn't do much for our supply chain. Uh, COVID doesn't do much. War with Russia doesn't do much. All of this stuff. I mean, you, you got to see it. You got to start to see, like, man, these guys are absolutely trying to weaken us. And I think they're obviously broadcasting an event that's coming. Um, obviously, energy being the biggest one. Are they going after water? Water's more local, guys. And and honestly, I don't think water's the threat that a lot of people, you know, I've talked to, you know, people online from some of the comments that I've seen from Twitter. And they're like, oh, yeah, it couldn't be water. Well, water's more local. Uh, a lot of people take care of water themselves. Uh, downspouts and things like that, you know, refining water. If you, and here's a, just a pro tip. If you're not into all this kind of prep stuff, if you need water and let's just say uh, the system's down or something like that, your toilet, the reservoir, not the bowl, the reservoir is actually a great place to find clean water. Just pro tip for anybody that uh, to might that might need it someday some someday and and uh, and Kapistan when uh, when all this shit has gone down somebody's like man you know I remember somebody like Shane Hazel talking about water being in the back of toilets that you could you could get to and it was good water yeah you're welcome do do, do everybody a solid pay it forward mm. so anyway that's that's kind of what I, I wanted to talk about at the national level. And then I wanted to get into uh, this very Georgia-centric uh, post by Brian Kemp, our governor down here in the state of Georgia. Brian Kemp comes out on March 21st and says on Twitter, big win for Butts County, Georgia law enforcement this morning. Sheriff Gary Long's hardworking team captured 300 pounds of marijuana being moved from Michigan to Florida, taking yet another drug dealer off the streets. Congrats and thank you to those working so hard to keep Georgians safe. Oh, man, I had a field day with this one. Absolutely had a field day. There's five deputies that are kneeling in front of a table with 300 pounds of cannabis on it. Marijuana, Shane. Marijuana. Reefer madness. I got guys giving me the thumbs up that look like they've probably done some steroids and then gained a bunch of fat on top of it. Uh, and, you know, just these guys that can probably consume, you know, more sugar than they should, right? Because, you know, sugar is not a drug. And you're just sitting there and like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, it's 2022. Both Michigan and Florida have... Uh, Michigan, I think, is full wreck at everything up there. Florida is medicinal. So the fact that, you know, somebody is growing it and transporting it to Florida through Georgia gets pulled over and has 300 pounds of just pot, you know, just cannabis. It doesn't look like there's any guns. It doesn't look like there's any drug or any other, like, you know, illicit drugs, which shouldn't matter, obviously. But it's just 300 fucking pounds of cannabis and brian kemp man this is going to come back to haunt you dude this is going to come back and bite you in the ass hard i'm going to make sure of it man i'm going to make sure that everybody knows like most republicans aren't on board with this shit anymore democrats definitely aren't libertarians are like dude this is a right people are like legalize it tax it no man it's a fucking right like we don't need to legalize anything the government needs to recognize 
that this is a right of people. It's nature. It's a plant. It grows just like tomatoes, just like corn, just like anything that you can put in your garden. And Brian Kemp, Reefer Madness, Brian Kemp, fucking idiot. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't want to sit here and call him a hayseed or anything. Like this guy is a fucking moron. He's, I don't. The more I'm in politics, the more I realize the people that actually make it into office, they might be some kind of charismatic people, right? They might be able to go out and schmooze, make people feel special, but they are dumb as fuck. I'm going to tell you right now, these guys got lit up so hard. I, I, I called in everybody. The, 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 the Mises Caucus in large... Uh, here in Georgia, uh, LP, Tennessee, Kentucky, Colorado, Georgia, um, you name it, like Florida. I, I called in the troops, man, and had them go and just absolutely ratio the hell out of them. If you don't know what ratio is, uh, on Twitter, uh, likes versus comments and people getting slammed, like Butts County went out of their way and said, uh, and, and blocked me from their Twitter. Um, and they've gone back now after I said, hey, you know, I think this is kind of against the law. And so at any rate, and here's the thing is, man, like I, I spent a lot of time in Butts County. Butts County is a, is a great place for, you know, for hunting and game. It's where they film a lot of the outdoor places down there in Jackson uh, for Stranger Things. You know, it's like, it's a nice little quiet town. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's sheriff's department is absolutely got to be some of the most corrupt people that are still making bust for drugs. And that's the thing is like, how many people's rights did they violate for this kind of shit? How many people did they search that didn't know the rights for a plant? Whose lives are they ruining for plants in 2022. I'm going to tell you, I think anybody who's standing in between nature and people are the criminals. The people that are using force and coercion against peaceful people who want to use nature are the fucking criminals. So, man, I'll tell you right now, Sheriff Gary Long, that's you. You should change that, man. If you want to change it, I'll help you change it. It's super easy. Nullification, decentralization. If anybody can get this in the hands of Gary Long down in Butts County, he's their sheriff, let me know. I'd be happy to go talk to him. I'd be happy to, to help him and his uh, deputies you know, run a safer department so that everybody goes home at the end of the day. I'm going to tell you right now, like Butts County is one of those places that could definitely use it. There's definitely a mix down there of some pretty wealthy people and some very poor people. And there is nothing that it seems like to me that government doesn't like more than taking advantage of poor people, period. Well, all right. So maybe maybe I beat this to death, right? But I'll tell you right now, there were thousands of comments under this thing, and it was epic to see Everybody just laying laying on top of him. Um, Brian Kemp, uh, also in the news today, uh, came out, and this is the this is kind of the, the beautiful part, right? Um, they are they have to at this point take some notes and then maybe you know scale them back a little bit. 
But Brian Kemp is coming out and he's giving uh, taxpayers in Georgia a refund, right? Because they collected more than they quote unquote needed. Uh, here's Brian Kemp coming in to sign this, you know, this document. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. We'll keep this brief because we got to get this money back to the hardworking taxpayers of this great state for turning over a billion dollars of their hard-earned money that, quite honestly, we didn't need this year. All right. So remember, I don't know, some of you guys have been around for a while. I remember when I was like, hey, yeah, you know, Brian Kemp came out and was like bragging about all of the money that they took. All of it. All the money that they they took uh, was a record in terms of tax collection in 2021. In a year where America was down, where Georgians had lost their jobs because of government intervention and a war on our health and our jobs and our economy, they had taken so much money. It was more money in tax that they'd taken from people through force and coercion than ever before. And we crushed them on it. We came out and we called them, uh, uh, you know, called them to the carpet. And now, now that it's election season, 2022, and Brian's ass is on the line here. He's like, yeah, man, we got to get this this money, you know, really quick back to the, the, the people of Georgia. A billion dollars. I mean, think about that. How much more? Can we, can we stop them from taking? How much more? Like he says, what they need. I'll tell you right now, they don't need that damn much. They got people in places like you know, government youth indoctrination centers, the admin side of those places that are earning way over six figures, way over six figures. You think we really need those people? Look at what's going on in education, quote unquote, indoctrination. You think we really, really need them? No, we don't. I'm going to tell you right now, like what I'm watching my wife do with my kids, three kids and homeschool. Holy hell. My ability to help her and teach, you know, different subjects. It is incredible what these kids impress me with. The fact that they read at much higher levels than their government youth indoctrination counterparts. They are able to do things with technology and free time and learn. And then they impress me around the dinner table. You think that isn't systemic? I mean, it is system-wide where, where they want your money, where they need your money to survive. Because the system lives off of good, normal, very productive, creative innovative people. Brian Kemp, we're giving this money back and I'm a fucking hero. No, you're not. Stop taking our money. Taxation is theft. Not to be outdone, David Perdue, who's also running for governor down here, um, I guess sent out a press release on this. And David Perdue, obviously, for, for those that you guys might be new, he's the guy I ran against for U.S. Senate in 2020 who couldn't come on the show, who couldn't be bothered to do anything to give the Libertarian Party anything to help vote for him. And that's, I think, probably one of the, the biggest reasons why he lost. But this is a quote. It says, This is a one-time giveaway right before the primary election from a governor who is opposed to eliminating the state income tax. 
call it what it is, a desperate attempt to get votes. This is exactly what Georgians hate about politics and career politicians. When I'm governor, you're not going to be, we won't play these election year games. We'll eliminate the state income tax. So I've got, I've got Brian Kemp, who's given back a billion dollars, and I've got David Perdue, who is talking about eliminating the state income tax. Now, I know how all this works. Obviously, it's, it's all funny money and shit will get shuffled you know, from Peter to pay Paul and all that other kind of crap. That's, but that's a big statement from a guy who came from D.C., who was all about spending anywhere and everything under Trump. And, and I'll tell you right now, like not just a little bit, like these guys were going year over year in the red in more, you know, more deficit spending every year, adding to the debt every year. And Purdue's going to come out and say that he's going to eliminate the income tax. Awesome. Let's eliminate all the taxes. Let's just destroy government period. They don't want to do that. They're all full of shit. We all know they're full of shit. Purdue's not going to be like Purdue's way behind in the polls. If you guys are interested, Purdue's way behind in the polls. Brian, uh, he's going to have his he's going to have a lot of work cut out for him because a lot of people here in Georgia are just pissed at him. I mean, just really, really pissed after the past couple of years uh, with Brian in terms of mass mandates and lockdowns and destroying businesses and collecting too many, you know, like too much tax. They're tired of it. They're tired of seeing anybody and everybody that's in his corner is just government. That's who Brian Kemp's for. Brian Kemp loves government. Purdue loves it. And Stacey Abrams, she loves it more. Do you know what Stacey Abrams right now, what her high, like what her highest priority, her number one priority is what she says as governor is to expand Medicaid in our state. Medicaid. She talks about the 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 growing need for care in rural hospitals being shut down right who's what what precipitated all of that what has precipitated the the inability of hospitals to pop up in rural areas here's a hint it's government and she wants more of it who, who tried to fire nurses who were unvaccinated? Man, wasn't that government again? And here's the thing is, like, Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, all this kind of bullshit is all going to evaporate. It's, gonna, it's, it's done. You know, as a vet, this is the one thing that I absolutely love clubbing liberals over the head with. You're going to sit there and tell me about how amazing life would be if government was in complete control of healthcare and insurance and it was a single payer system, I'm like, man, man, who do you think you're selling to? Talk to a guy that's been to the VA. Talk to a guy that's seen his buddies blow their heads off because they are just stuffed with pills. First, they're on pills for pain. Then they're on pills for things like constipation. Then they're on pills because now they're sad because... They've got pain and they can't shit and now they need psychological drugs. So let's give them, you know, a cocktail of drugs and then they fucking kill themselves. They can't get the care that they need. They can't get 
into the hospitals to have, I don't know, the, the right surgeries. And when they are seen, it's a one-size-fits-all solution. Right? When you look at where VA centers are, man, it's not like there's like little centers all over the place. No, they're in major hubs. They're in major cities. You got to drive a long way in North Georgia to get to a VA. You do. I got to drive all the way over to Gainesville or way down to Atlanta to go to the VA, which I won't do anymore. Luckily, I've got a, an option. But I'm telling you right now, like the fact that Stacey Abrams is this is her number one priority is expanding government's role into healthcare, into insurance in Georgia. Man, they don't have a fucking clue who they're running against. I think the Republicans have some idea. They're kind of starting to get it. Like, yeah, no, man, people are done with taxes. People are also done with the government interrupting their health care, interrupting their insurance, skyrocketing premiums, making sure that you know wait times are through the fucking roof. People are done with this kind of stuff. But they just want to keep on pushing. And I man, it's just it's how tone deaf they are in terms of like, man, you you can't you can't slow down this collapse. Like what she's what what Stacey Abrams wants to do in terms of Funding more government spending? Holy cow, that's 10 million people. You're going to try to create a single-payer system for 10 million people in Georgia? What's that going to cost? Where are you going to get the money? You're going to get the money from the broke-ass Federal Reserve? Look at their fucking trade sheet, their balance sheet right now. And their asset sheet is through the roof. It's crazy. All that's going to do is speed the collapse of the fiat dollar. And then they're going to try to come in with CBDCs. She's going to be, look, all of them will be about CBDCs. I guarantee you, none of them will stand up against CBDCs. Central bank digital dollars, right? Like That's the currency they want to go with so that they control everything. I've talked about this in other shows, so I'm not going to get too far into that. But I'm going to tell you right now, Bitcoin is where it's at. And I think, uh, let's go back to national because I think this is worth talking about. Um, Madeline Albright has kicked the can, man. Like she's done. She's out. Peace. The problem with what's going on and why this is a story to me anyway, as I'm looking through like the, the progressive elite Twitter right now, uh, Barack Obama, Chuck Schumer, Elizabeth Warren, um, Bill and Hillary Clinton, Mike Bloomberg, and Nancy Pelosi. Like, I've pretty much named them all, right? Like, these monsters are absolutely glowing on Twitter for Madeleine Albright right now. Shane, what's the problem with that? What's wrong with Madeleine Albright? Secretary of State under Bill Clinton, if you guys remember. Secretary of State under Bill Clinton... Um, the problem with this, you know, Barack Obama said something to the effect of as the first woman to serve as America's top diplomat, Madeleine Albright was a champion for democratic values. Michelle and I send our thoughts and uh, thoughts to the Albright family and everyone who knew her and served with her truly a remarkable woman, right? 
Nancy Pelosi. Secretary Albright's truly blessed our nation with her pioneering and patriotic service. Read my full statement here, blah, blah, blah. Mike Bloomberg. At a time when refugees are fleeing a brutal war of aggression, Madeleine Albright's inspiring life is a powerful reminder of how those who arrive here with nothing but dreams have made our nation stronger and the world more peaceful. Hillary Clinton. I will always be deeply grateful for the wonderful friendship Bill and I shared with Madeline and the unfailingly wise counsel she gave us over so many years. So many people around the world are alive and living better lives because of her service. Bill Clinton. My statement on the passing of Madeleine Albright, one of the finest Secretary of State and outstanding UN Ambassador, a brilliant professor, and an extraordinary human being, Elizabeth Warren, Madeleine Albright, came to America as a refugee and broke barriers as, women, as the first woman to serve as the U.S. Secretary of State. She was a powerful champion for human rights and democracy, and she inspired generations of future leaders. My heartfelt condolences to her and her loved ones. Chuck Schumer, Madeleine Albright, was one of a kind and a first of a kind. As a refugee who fled from the Nazis and Soviet communism, she embodied the American dream in rising to become our first female Secretary of State, a titan in American history. Her story inspired women and girls across the globe. There's just, you know, one small Small problem with that. Madeline Albright, uh, she did this bit on 60 Minutes back in the day. And and it, it kind of captures absolutely what a fucking blood-soaked monster she was. Listen here. We have heard that a half a million children have died. I mean, that's more children that died when, when, in, in Hiroshima. And, and, you know, is the price worth it? I think this is a very hard choice, but the price, we think the price is worth it. Punishing Saddam, May 12th, 1996. I mean, for a woman to escape, you know, the Nazi Soviet, I mean, she was obviously very young, uh, but to have survived and then to talk about butchering, slaughtering, absolutely killing 500,000 Iraqi children, not, not men, women, and children, just children, th- through sanctions. This is what happens with sanctions. People die. Yemen's doing it right now. Like, we're literally, we're, the same thing is fucking happening in, in Yemen right now. Because of blockades from the U.S., kids are starving to death in mass numbers in Yemen. Nobody talks about this shit. Why? Because they're at war with UAE and Saudi Arabia. These are sick people. They are absolute monsters. They don't give a flying 
fuck about anybody but themselves. About whatever murder cult they're in. I mean, this is this is just highlights the very definition of who these people are. This aristocratic combination of bankers, of elite government officials, politicians, and bureaucrats. And the fascist corporations that are in bed with them. The slaughter of millions of people around the globe. And to whitewash history as this monster dies and is put in the fucking ground or whatever. To sit here and write glowing reviews about her is some of the most tone-deaf, most out-of-touch, most in your... Like, fuck everybody. Around the world. Fuck you poor people. Slap in the face that I have ever seen. I don't know who killed more people. Her, or has more blood on their hands. Her or Hillary Clinton. But two secretaries of state... One being the first Secretary of State. What a what a way to go out. What a way to to you know to, to come in. You want to talk about equality and everything else? I mean, oh it's it's horrendous to me. One of her last tweets. Let's see if I can find it here real quick for you guys. Not too far down the rabbit hole. Yeah. One of Madeline's last tweets. From Kabul to Kiev and beyond, women and girls are on the front lines in the struggle for freedom and human dignity on this International Women's Day. My heart is with all those fighting for a better, peaceful, and more equal future. I'm going to tell you as a dude who's been on front lines, and I mean in the... in the thick of front lines. This is one area where you don't want fucking equality. This lady. Who probably doesn't remember the war. Who probably. You know. Escaped before realizing. The, the toll that war takes. Talking about women and girls being on the front lines. Well yeah. There might be a couple. But let's face it, equality on front lines, like they don't really want equality. They don't. And it's in the, oh God, I can get into swimming and everything else, which I'm not going to get into. Because I think you guys all know where I am with that. But equality for men and women, to talk about it on in, in battle, I mean, it's not even serious in the job market, for God's sakes. This, these, these progressive, liberal, communist, socialist, statists, whatever the hell they are, it's fantasy land. 
it is absolute fantasy land. You look around, we are more progressive as a nation. We are more communist and fascist as a nation than when we have ever been. And there are, you know, parts of society, you know, and people will be like, oh, it's not, not, not everything's communism. Well, yeah, I know. We're more of a fascist type of government. But when you look around, we're more fascist than we've ever been, and it sucks. It's more unsure. It's more unsteady. It is, you know, it's crumbling. You can just see it plain as day. And they want more of it. Oh, man, we, we got to do it. We got to do it this way. We got to do, do more of it this way. Oh, well, yeah, I know we created some of those problems, but those were those guys over there. It's always those guys over there. It's this really ridiculous circle where people are like, you know, you, you know, my tyrant can win. You can't, you know, that kind of thing. It's horseshit. We've got some real psychological problems as a voter base that, that we continue to put up with this kind of shit. I hope it's about over. I really I hope it's about over. But uh, that's going to probably do it about for for this episode. A um, lot of stuff going on, guys. I'm trying to keep up. I'm, I'm trying to kind of track what's going on with the Supreme Court nominee. Looks like she's getting filleted up there, Miss um, Brown Jackson. And, you know, the war with Ukraine obviously continues. Uh, there's a lot of stuff coming out of that arena in terms of, you know, bio labs and everything that we said, um, you know, very upfront when this whole thing started. And everybody's like, that's not true. That's a conspiracy. Well, no, that's actually true. Uh, there's there's bio labs and there's doing a lot with Zelensky in terms of green screens. They're doing a lot with uh, the whole messaging like this. That place is a a hole and I feel bad for the people that live there with all the, the corruption that's going on. Um, but you know, I'm trying to track everything and Oh man, um, you guys have made it this far. Uh, just finished my first narration. It's a, uh, it's of a book. It's called Satoshi. It is by a, a good man out of Brazil. His name is, uh, Mr. R D Boscovic. And, uh, I hope we're going to have it out for you guys pretty soon. We're kind of going through some of the details right now, but um, it is, it's a fun read. It is a science fiction about uh, crypto. Well, it's about Bitcoin uh, more specifically, very Bitcoin, very libertarian. Um, I think it's great for anybody who's a, uh, you know, preteen all the way up to people who are interested about crypto and kind of a sci-fi um, fictional type of fun way and it's 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 kind of a it's a neat take that I haven't uh that I haven't seen yet and so uh when approached um by Mr. Boscovic we uh we kind of had a little back and forth and I was like man this is gonna be my first narration uh let's try it out so I'm excited to get to see you guys I'm excited for people to see it and um man I've just so much going on and you know with getting on the mend and getting everything out and in, in, in about right now like I'm going to try to keep you guys abreast of what's going on. I think we might be up in Catoosa on Saturday uh, for a protest of what's going on up there. There's sheriffs all over North Georgia right now um, that are trying to get rid of Delta 8 through executive fiat declaration from sheriff's departments, which 
um, is not going to stand. And we're going to go up there and make sure that people understand where we're at with this. So at any rate, I think that's going to wrap it up for the show. Thank you guys. I love this audience so much for everything that you're doing. Um, thank you guys for, for everything. So until next time, I love you. I need you. Peace. Um, don't hurt people and don't take their stuff.